the succubus cast for another week. Uh, why do you sound so serious? I'm doing my smooth late night radio host voice because we're talking about something very serious today. And that's um, demonic possession. Oh my god. So my, my precious little innocent virgin heart can't take it. Oh my gosh, you better be a virgin because you can't survive this movie if you're not, baby. So this week uh, on the cast, oh, by the way, anti-capitalist, anti-racist, intersectional feminist movie about horror films, podcast about horror movie films. Horror movie films. Nailed it. Uh, I'm <laughs> Abby here with my co-host... Rebecca, sorry, I burped literally. You literally you. burped as you were introducing yourself. Uh, and we took a little break because our lives were out of control. I know we say that our lives are out of control every week, but literally they are. Like I swear, we're not we're not fooling with you. I said this on a now dead um, portion of our podcast, but we had a little mishap. as millennials. <laughs> We recorded half an episode and then had to delete it. Anyway, so as millennials, like, we came out of college with a ton of debt. Uh, Everything is in shambles. Every institution is a piece of crap. And then on top of that, uh, we're living through a global pandemic, and everyone's like, "Um, you're a millennial, you're a piece of shit. Uh, Go get a job. And it doesn't, like, it does not compute. I have a job. I do. I've I've never not had a job in years. Me neither. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I love to quit a job. I love quitting. It's really empowering, but I usually have another job lined up. Do you still sometimes have Fucking. dreams about or just me? No, I think we've said it before. He's a terrible boss, but I've had uh, way worse bosses since then and before him. So I've had him. I've had an array myself. Um, so this week we are talking about the 1988 demonic satanic possession film the unholy i have no clue what this movie was so what we did was to regale you with the tale um rebecca (laughs) rebecca and i were recently together i went to visit her in phoenix and i decided that it would be really funny to just like pick a random movie via a random answer generator online so i put in but wait you have to set the scene because we're driving um, from Phoenix up north, and which should have been like kind of a quick two-hour drive, it but was we kind got of an stuck in the yeah. <laughs> worst traffic I've ever seen. Like it was, a, we were in traffic for an hour and a half, like moving inches by inches. Uh, like maybe half an hour into this traffic jam, I realized I had to pee, and then it just got worse and worse and worse, so, and my anxiety was through the roof. Rebecca's <laughs> not doing great. I'm trying to distract her by selecting this movie. <laughs> Ultimately, the selection process has to come to a halt because we have to pull off at a random exit where we're being trailed by five, like, Dodge Rams that are trying to, like, run us off the road so they can go, Caravan. Like, target shooting or whatever. So, finally, we find a nice little desert alcove for Rebecca to pee. We get back in the car and, bam, we decide we're going to choose a satanic movie or the random answer generator decided. Satanic movie... From the 1980s, and then we put in several titles, and we came back with The Unholy. Now, I thought we were going to get a run-of-the-mill 80s demonic possession movie. I did not know that there was going to be such a weird, sexy element that it's almost unwatchable because of cringe. 
Um, there were so many times, like, and I love horror movies. I've loved horror movies forever. Very rarely do I put my hands over my eyes because I can't watch something. It happened multiple times throughout this movie. I was like, no, no, stop. Like, what? I, I- just wanted it to stop, honestly. The whole ending. They do. So the, I don't want to give any spoilers. We, we have to. Yeah, you got to wait. Okay, we'll I- wait. But I'm just going to say <laughs> the end sequence, the last 15 minutes of this movie made me feel physically sick to my stomach, truly, in a way that no other horror movie, like, literally ever has. I have no, like, I don't really get, like, nauseous. Like, seeing gross things doesn't really gross me out. I can watch somebody puke and not have to puke myself. Like, that's not... But I was literally gagging. Like, I was like, (laughs) at the end. I, it was... And that alone is a triumph. So, So, I sent you that picture of my face where... I was watching that. I wasn't like hamming it up. That was really like, I just caught my face doing that. Like, because it was so gross. That was also my face. That was every, I can't imagine watching this in the theater. Someone must have vomited. Like, (laughs) what? I cannot imagine watching this in the theater because I would have just been so uncomfortable that I was experiencing this (laughs) with strangers. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, watching this movie is a sin. I it's um I feel dirty. I feel like <laughs> it's I, dirty. I think sexy crucifix Jesus is mad at me. So let's get into it. Oh, uh, so God. we open on who we now know to be Father Michael zipping around New Orleans in a little blue car while 1980s <laughs> synth music plays. And it's like do 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 I love synth music. I love these opening credits. Uh, and there were, like, really weird animations of, like, fragmented, like, red uh, zigzags, like, revealing text. It was great. So uh, we open then on a church bell tolling at night as we pan in on a priest praying. He apologizes to an extremely sexy crucifix for offending I was going to say hot cum gutter Jesus. Jesus. Uh, hot Jesus, right <laughs> off the bat. A heavily made-up red-headed woman in a see-through mesh purple outfit appears uh she has like huge hair she has that i love it i love her whole aesthetic (laughs) she has that 80s um blush on where they just kind of forgot to blend it so it's just like a straight line of blush fake yeah exactly she also like it's um yeah like her hair is like pasted up you know like what they it was sp- like hair sprayed at yeah. the back but like the front is just like stuck straight forward so I it's like love poofy and then right up like the concept straight in the air. that a generations old immortal demon would take this 1980s heavily made up like quintessential decade form very funny so she's so 80s even the boobs like every generation has their own boobs 70s boobs are small with a swoop yeah 80s boobs big and round little round small nipples and they are very perky Mm -hmm. that's exactly what she has we know this because she is not in a single scene in this movie where her boobs are not visible she i could was hired for her boobs yeah (laughs) so father dennis struggles to resist her and they kiss uh, and as they kiss, she slashes his throat. Or sorry, not slashes. She fully eats his throat. She rips it out, uh, killing him. It's not, uh, yeah. Canod, yeah. <laughs> um, several years later. What is the devil's idea of consent, though? Like, he says no. 
That's not consent. He does say no, Miss but he does demon. touch her boobie and he does kiss her. Okay, but he said no with his vocal cords that she then ate. So. I don't think Desiderius, ancient demon, <laughs> is concerned with consent. But yeah, True. that this is like that is truly the least of our problems in what is about to unfold. So Man. several years later in New Orleans, Father Michael drives through the streets in his little blue car. He pulls up to a crime scene where a man has jumped in front of a moving car. The dying man mm. says that Father Michael is in danger and asks the father to help him. A sex worker nearby then mentions him by name. Father Michael. Uh, is that sex worker by any chance a woman of color? It is a white woman. Oh, no, that, no, the one, I was talking about the one that stood, stood in front of the graffiti. I got them mixed up. Uh. But that's later. That's later. So, Father Michael then arrives at a hotel where a man named Claude, hilarious, is threatening to jump from the building. Uh, for some reason, Claude knows Father Michael by name and asks for him specifically. Father Michael tries to talk Claude down, offering him a cigarette. When Claude reaches out, touches Father Michael, Father Michael has a vision of a demon, and then Claude throws Father Michael from Archbishop Mosley is called to the hospital where Father Michael is being treated. Miraculously, he has survived the fall with zero injuries. Afterwards, Father Michael is granted his own parish, St. Agnes. The church has been closed for three years since Father Dennis's murder. Father Michael leaves and Archbishop Mosley talks to another priest, Father Silva, who is weird. And uh, they write him in a weird way. And in a weird way he's he's, he's blind he's blind but that's not why he's weird he's just very creepy he uh yeah he's like i i don't know i'm the whole characterization i was like okay the twist has got to be that archbishop mostly is evil because he's how holbrook is playing this so evil like yeah and malicious. father silva is like his like they, henchmen. His henchman that like has the second sight or something. And you know when people have like the second sight, they have to be blind because this is like the super ableist take that people can't see and also see, you know? <sighs> oh. So um Also, like they live in this beautiful place. Like it's a beautiful house with like beautiful gardens and like nuns waiting on them hand and foot, and they don't pay taxes. Bullshit. Why do they have nun maids? Also, bullshit. I just almost got my um, headphone cord stuck in my armpit again, which is the issue. Not again. The issue that derailed our first recording of the day. Okay, so um, Father Silva assures Archbishop Mosley that Father Michael is the one. So, uh, full disclosure, I abbreviated to AM and FM for Archbishop Mosley and. Father Michael, Father Michael, and then later reveal like realize that it's like AM FM radio. So I'm just I'm like kind of distracted by that. All radio, right, Father Tokyo. Michael explores his new parish church and sees visions of the demon lady in lady and creature form. Uh, a dog mm. named Francis arrives, followed by Teresa Montague, or I think she pronounces it Montag. The parish caretaker, who is a black woman, taking care of this these dumb white men that keep getting murdered. <sighs> yeah. Francis mm-hmm. belonged to Father Dennis, and office co- often comes to his altar looking for him. Sad. 
Uh, One night, Father Michael sees a curious blue light outside his door and goes to investigate. He opens the door to find a police officer, Lieutenant Stern, the same one that was at the hotel room with Claude. Sorry, I'm burping. Stern says that he watches the church and couldn't sleep because the unsolved murder of Father Dennis is plaguing him. Stern then asks if Father Michael knows of Father Collins, the priest that was murdered in the church exactly a year before Father Dennis. Uh, Archbishop Mosley kept both incidents out of the papers. They were both killed while kneeling at the altar and their throats were ripped out. There were no leads, though Father Dennis had an unusual name in his appointment book, Millie. And then Stern is like, wonder if that's still here. In the first drawer he opens. Sure, No, he plants it. Yeah, that's so obvious. Yeah, sure. Because that should be an evidence, but you obviously planted it, Stern. Um, We then cut... This gets off the rails so quickly. We cut to a horny magic show. With sacrificial knives and candles, uh, a guy in a black leather mask is cutting open a lady in various areas. It's wild. I kind of loved it. Uh, who plays this masked knife wielding? I am not even okay about this. So this mask wielding sa- satanic sex club owner is played by William Russ. And I said to myself, how do I know this man? You know this man because he played Alan Matthews, the father on Boy Meets World, for your 90s childhood. But here and he, he looks here he exactly is. the same because Boy Meets World was like four years after this it's or something. Like so it's so weird. It was really creepy. It creeped me out. I love Boys Boy Meets World. As you know, like Ryder Strong lives in my heart. Oh yeah, it's like God. crazy how unattractive. The, not the other savage. Oh, Ben Savage is compared to Ryder Strong. Like, I'm sorry. Ryder Strong, like, like, you, they had to, like, they're, yeah, he, like, I don't even know, like, was he really that attractive or, yeah, like, compared to That was, was not just, fair. Like, fucking to him. through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. He was, like, made my little heart a flutter. I thought, you know what the weirdest thing about that show was? I thought Eric was, like, the real sexy one, Brother Eric. Played by whoever. Yeah, Will Friedel. Will Friedel in the early seasons. But remember they made him like a cartoon character? He got like... In the later seasons? He gained like five pounds. So they were like, oh, now he's goofy and ridiculous because he's fat. Because he, like, was, like, now the, he's he was the like the, the hot, cool older brother. And then he was like... I like literally needed like a full time caretaker because he was mentally unstable. <laughs> what the fuck? So he he got the Joey effect, which is the yeah. same thing that happened on Friends, where like the the character is like kind of dumb in the beginning, and then they make it so that like he there's no way he could function like be a full in society. Like he just yeah. like make he'd be like falling into manholes and like walking into traffic and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no way. But there's also like. Um, so much like underlying like by gay representation because like mm-hmm. um, Sean Ryder Strong's brother, who's played by one of the '90s boy brothers, what's his name? What are their names? The Lawrences. The Lawrences, one of the Lawrence brothers, the hot one. Matthew Lawrence uh, was the Matthew hot one. Lawrence, so Joey Lawrence hot. Oh was the ugly, kind of older one, and then the super goofy one was the youngest one that was like AJ or something. 
Yeah, and so the hot... There's, like, yeah, like, all the dudes on that show were super hot, except for the Savage, poor thing. I'm so sorry, Ben Savage. They were, like, roommates, you know, like, the classic, they're roommates, and they, like, did everything together. They didn't Like, their love interests, like, fell off. So gay. Yeah, and they, like... Oh, they had, like, this plot line that was, like... About how they loved living together and, like, they were worried that women would come between them or whatever. Oh, my God. Like, multiple times. They were gay. And they, like, used to cross-dress all the time. Oh, like, yeah. They were, all the men in that, that show were oh, always in women's like, clothing. Oh, and then, like, the Matthew Savage character, sorry, Matthew um, Lawrence character Lawrence. would be like, I hate this. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, yeah. And, like, and they were all such pretty boys that then they were, like, pretty as women and then men would hit on them that show was like was so gay i wish it was just like upfront about it should of, like, i watch it again it was heteronormative i Let's watch it. i think we should watch it okay <laughs> we really need to talk about anyway Millie. this is i we have to leave okay. it's the dad from boy meets world uh it's the dad okay. from boy meets world um so father michael finds millie in the club and asks what she talked to father dennis about she says he wanted her to quit the club and go to, back to school, but she was like, but he wasn't going to give me any fucking money to do it, so I'm still here. <laughs> I was like, that's right. <laughs> and then Millie says uh, he was killed by a priest hater and tells Father Michael to GTFO. Uh, the mm. church, meanwhile, is open for business. Afterwards, Millie comes by. Uh, Teresa is suspicious of Millie because she's a slutty slut bitch. Um and then Millie says she didn't tell Father Michael everything about Father Dennis. She came to him for confession before he died and told him that she gave herself to the devil, Luke, who owns the club she works at. She ran away from home because her father abused her and she had no other options, but Luke picked her up and gave her a place to live and a job. What I like about this movie is that Luke doesn't end up being the bad guy. He right. does... Do some weird things. But he's like, I reject religion, but I still just, like, you know, want to be nice to Millie. There's no problem, like, owning a sex club. That's fine. There's no problem, like, making a fun magic show at your sex club. There's nothing wrong with that. And then, like, I like that they didn't demonize. Like, they did, like, he was suspicious and he was, like, a main suspect for a lot of the movie. But he, like, in the end is just, like, some fucking guy. And then he comes to get Millie back and they make it seem like really sus but he's like no i'm like literally worried that you've become brainwashed like worried about her and like she kind of has because she is like "Ooh, i found out about this sexy sex demon and i need to fuck this priest to get away from the horny prudent demon like prudish demon or whatever like it's like yeah she probably should have stayed away from the church maybe she should have just stayed with luke churches are bad can Churches are bad. I am also confused about her motivations because they also make it seem like she's suspect. Yeah, because she's doing sus things. Like, she's being suspicious. Well, I think the problem with understanding Millie's motivations is that she has no character and her only purpose of being in the movie is to provide a source of temptation that Father Michael has to resist. So she just has to be like, virginal and blonde so she's like i mean i'm not like uh, of course she wants to fuck father michael who doesn't the original fleabag hot priest might i add father michael walked so that hot priest from fleabag could run could run i like am so confused like because he's like hot 
right? But his face is so, like, it looks like it's made out of clay that hasn't been fired yet. Like, it's, like, so smooth and round. He's, like, a little bit of a butter face. Like, I, yeah, I think his face is, like, 75% done. Like, just needs a little it, yeah, bit more Yeah, it looks like it needs, tuning. like, a little glazing. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be in the kiln for another hour. Uh, yeah, it's, like, but, yeah, he's still hot. Yeah, know? he's definitely still hot. Uh, so Millie mm-hmm. believes she's responsible for Father Dennis's death because he was trying to bla- break Luke's hold on her. She says Luke is the devil, but Father Michael says there's no such thing as the physical devil. Disrespects Millie, and then she's like, okay, dickhead, please don't come back to the club. <laughs> Later, while getting ready for bed, Father Michael hears a woman's voice saying his name and telling him to leave. He looks out into the courtyard and sees the sexy redheaded demon dancing in a white nightgown that shows her boobies because it's raining. Uh, he sees then a vision of a blonde man. So unsexy. It's the least sexy. I know. Thing I'm like, ever. your makeup girl, you can't go out and rain that like that 80s with makeup? that 80s makeup. And then Father Michael sees a vision of a blonde man, Luke. He administers confession to his congregation and sees Luke skulking at the door. Uh, He's come to talk about Millie and is concerned for Father Michael because she's acting strange after she started coming to see Father Dennis. Luke says that he's a showman, doesn't really believe any of the satanic stuff he performs, but it's becoming a nightmare and weird things have been happening. He lets the crowd do rituals and seances at his apartment, and now he's feeling a presence in that space. He wants Father Michael to watch over him for a night to see it and needs help. At the apartment, there's lots of appropriative... Oh, tell me, ma'am. I was just going to say that, like, his characterization, like, the way Luke looks is, like, Billy Idol. He's, like, a bargain basement Billy Idol. (laughs) It's literally, like, blonde hair. Filene's basement Billy Idol, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) He's got, like, the upside down cross earrings. Like, he wears, like, black open button, open shirts. It's just, like, too on the nose. Like, too on the nose, 80s Satan. My favorite thing about his apartment is that he hangs up the shirt he was wearing perfectly with the necklace still on it. So funny. I know. (laughs) And then the wind blows and the shirt's like, like in the wind. (laughs) So goofy. And the marble. Like, I love the, it's like Beetlejuice, like that, like, 80s, like, alt gothy marble and black. And I loved it. I know. I feel like. I'd live there. I would definitely live there. Uh, except at the apartment, there's lots of appropriative African art. That shouldn't be there, Luke. Mm-hmm. You're so very white. Yeah. Oh, also, so close we should mention cool. um, William Russ as Luke has the most atrocious Creole accent I've ever heard. Like That just disappears after the first scene stops. is in. It's just and gone. he also just shouldn't have done it because um, he was bad at it. <laughs> Just don't do it at all. So there's a flurry of wind and poltergeist activity, and Luke seems sort of possessed. Uh, Father Michael then reports this activity to Archbishop Mosley and finds out that Luke reported the same activity to Father Dennis. Mosley thinks Luke made the report to persuade them to exercise his club as a publicity stunt. And when Luke saw Father Dennis, he was murdered five days after. But Luke was in the club, so he's not a main suspect. Back at the parish, Francis the dog is found on the altar with his throat ripped out. But okay, I'll say this. Um, Teresa said the father Dennis was planning to put down this dog for its own like well-being 
three years ago. I was like, the dog is fine. It doesn't, he's just like bopping around. But Teresa, you don't have the heart for it because that dog. Because it's a healthy dog. Still be alive. (laughs) Yeah, it's a perfectly fine elderly dog. So furious, Father Michael goes to the club and blames Luke for killing the dog. He admits that he conned Father Dennis, but insists that he didn't kill uh, Father Dennis or the dog. At Mosley's office, Father Dennis officially, oh, sorry, the wrong father, Father Michael officially meets Father Silva, a scholar of demonology. Mosley says it's time for um, Silva to confide in Father Michael, and Silva says that there's a constant war between God and Satan. Satan fights through his demons. God chooses a man to be his champion. Yeah, right. Men are stupid. Okay. For what reason? But why? Like, so far, like, ten people have died. Just, like... I think if I were Father Michael, I would politely decline and say, you guys, this seems like your problem. Yeah. Take the collar uh, off. Go away. Just go, like take Teresa. Take the gals in your life. Yeah, if they're down for it, maybe get a farmhouse or something. Start a new life. Yeah. You don't need to do this. Uh, so Father Michael is told he's the chosen one and must fight the devil. Yikes. Uh, Father Michael doesn't believe in the devil as a physical entity and mostly sends him away because he's like not ready to hear it yet. Stern, the cop, visits Father... Seems like they should have just told him what the fuck was going on. Yeah, like, you're on borrowed time, guys. Like, just lay it down. And by the way, you might go blind. Like... You may go blind or get tongued down by a really strange, like, four-legged demon monster. Oh, wait, both those things happen. Oh, maybe I'll bring this up at the end. But, like, okay, so the church was closed... For three years. In those three years, did anybody die? No. Why do we have to reopen the church? They have to reopen the church. Because Father Michael is the one. They know he's the one. just leave it alone. Nothing else is happening. They're Catholic. They can't. They can't leave anything alone. You know what I mean. I'm not saying it. You know. So, where are we at here? Oh, oh, Stern visits Father Michael. Uh, Apparently, Millie went berserk and attacked Luke while screaming for Father Michael. And then she also claims that she got a phone call from Father Dennis beyond the grave. Father Michael visits Millie in this, like, very bizarre padded cell scene where there's just, like, mysterious blood on the wall. Uh, I can't. It's so offensive. She tells him how she was alone with Luke and he sexually assaulted her. And she says Father Dennis has been talking to her from hell. Um, And this sexual assault allegation disappears because apparently was untrue, um, which just sort of like sets, like reinforces this stereotype that women falsely report like constantly. Why, Millie? Like, why? I'm just like, is she just confused? Is she just like haunted by the demons of like, maybe she caused somebody else's death. So she's just like unsure of what's going on. Millie's involvement is nebulous. So like, you're, you live like, it doesn't seem like she lives with Luke. We were at Luke's apartment and he seems to be doing his own thing. There was no second bedroom. So he has, she has her own place and a job. But she doesn't like being with Luke, so she's trying to, like, ingratiate herself with this priest for protection from the devil. But the devil is actually at the church where where the priest she's ingratiated herself is. 
living. Like, I, I don't even, I just. Her motivation What's are your deal, unclear. Millie? Yeah, like, how are you involved in this? Besides just, like. Her eyeshadow, her blush, and her motivations. Off the wall. Can't understand, <laughs> fathom oh any of them. Oh, my God. The eye makeup <laughs> is bad. I, it's just, like, not, so you know, and I'm not really one to be like, that's bad for your complexion. But, Millie, that much eyeliner? No, you don't She even, looks sickly. You don't even need it. So, oh, Father Dennis has been talking to her from hell, yada, yada. Okay, so. <laughs> yada, yada. Father Michael dreams of Millie and a hooded figure and that snakes are covering his crotch in the. Crotch snakes. Crotch snakes in the, uh, yeah, to paraphrase beefcakes of horror, those lucky, lucky snakes. Our best friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah who, I love them. Who are you? Will you be our real friends? Who's yeah, I don't know how to identify you. Some they them. Who's behind know. the Tell curtain? Tell us let's more. Be, be, let's be BFFs. If you want to be in a Christopher Pike book club, I think we're starting one with just the two of we us. We started one. Yeah. Oh, which also shout out to Say Pod and Die for getting us very invested in the Midnight Club. <laughs> Have you started it yet? No, I'm finishing the book about the Sackler Dynasty and the op- opioid crisis oh, for right. my book club. But once I'm done with that, Ooh, I'll what read a bummer. It. Dude, they're, the Sacklers are really, really, really bad people. I can't, we can't start talking about it right now. We don't have the time, but holy cannoli. Okay. Wow. Oh, man. I... Oh, man. Oh, microwave. <laughs> oh, microwave. <laughs> okay, so um, Father Michael struggles down the stairs to find the, a prayer that Father Silva gave him earlier. He recites it, and the demonic activity ceases. But then the phone rings and it's Father Dennis with a demon voice saying he's waiting for Father Michael in hell. It was like very, nothing very has funny. ever been less convincing. I know like, from hell that sounded like an eighth grader like doing yeah. like a prank phone call. Like, this is Father Dennis. <laughs> I loved it. Do I love this movie? No, I like kind of hated it. Um, I'm good. I like it's a, it walks a fine line of like I kind of liked it, I kind of hated it. I it feel like kind of fun. It was kind of depressing. That's the thing. I was like generally enjoying it, but as discussed, the last ten minutes truly went off the rails. Okay, mm-hmm. Millie arrives at the parish in her hospital gown and asks to stay with him. Luke comes to find her and tells her he wants her back. He eventually leaves, but he's like, you haven't seen the last of me. But I think actually they have because he probably dies. Like, that was it before they mm-hmm. see him again. Yeah. Stern visits Archbishop mostly and says Father Michael's in danger. Stern says Millie had something to do with Father Dennis and the last two murders happened during Holy Week. So Stern is convinced Father Michael will die too. But Mosley's like, I don't need earthly cups. I have my God cop, Father Michael. Oh, God. At the club, Luke is sad. <laughs> At the parish, Millie is in a transparent nightgown reading a book about demonology left on her nightstand. She reads about a demon called the unholy that thrives on purity and kills priests and virgins that resist its temptation. Millie says she's a virgin and begs Father Michael to save her by making love to her. He refuses to break his vows and a wind sweeps through the courtyard. Millie sadly walks away. I did not enjoy this scene. I don't know about you. <laughs> not a favorite. I hated it. It was so cringy. She like lowers. We don't see her boobs, but we she like lowers her gown and is just like topless. Take me. And, like yeah. rejected by this priest 
who's like, um, I took a vow and get the fuck away from me. I like, guess what? if you're going to shoot your shot with a priest, I mean, he's hot. Like, I guess. Yeah, I get it. Like, I get it. I, I, I would be in your situation. I'd try to fuck him too. But like. Yeah. Maybe come at it in a different way. You're you reek of desperation. Well, no. I think she shot her shot in the best way she could, which is like manipulate him with with religious with texts. texts. <laughs> um, so Father Michael visits oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it he does also wanna fuck her because later on, like oh, she yeah. takes the form of his temptation. But like oh, he doesn't yeah. seem altogether that into it. No, he seems to think of her as kind of an annoyance, but um Yeah. Go off, Father Michael. So Father yeah. Michael visits Luke, who insists that he never touched Millie and he didn't make the weird phone calls from Father Dennis. Um Luke then goes to visit Abby, who is a like fortune teller, seer, um, Psychic from the club, um, another magical Negro trope, and she's played by someone like with a storied career, and she shouldn't be in this movie. Norma Donaldson. Um, and then I was so upset about it. Very, it made me really very racist racism. Uh, she knows so about Father Michael and Millie, and knows that Luke is innocent. <laughs> okay, this is. I am confused. So Luke is at the club and in his apartment. Millie is living at the parish now. And yet Luke, instructed to bring an object owned by Millie, brought the demon book that Millie has with her at the parish. Did you steal it? How'd you get it? So Luke brings Millie's demon book, but Abby (laughs) Abby sees the... sexy woman demon's image swirling in the book and is terrified as she warns and then loses her shit warns luke of danger he leaves uh and then the next day luke's eviscerated corpse is found hanging from the altar at saint agnes claude has returned hello claude he says he came to ask for father michael's forgiveness for pushing him out the window claude says she killed luke and she's the one who made him push father michael out the window she wants father michael but claude won't let her get to him but he does not deliver on this promise because he approaches the altar begins bleeding out of his eyeballs and vomiting blood which definitely looks like spaghetti sauce uh, it does look like pasta sauce <laughs> and then he falls over and both claude and luke's corpses set fire before father michael's eyes so father michael is now in he is convinced um he visits Archbishop. He's looking at two corpses right in front of him. Yeah. Also, Claude, who is, I thought he was a demon, but he's just a human, is has been sitting at this, in this pew, With looking this at a desecrated body. dead body My, for who knows how long. Claude is giving me the way that the 80s approached schizophrenia. That's what I'm getting here. <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So Father Michael. some mental health issues. Poor Claude. Justice for Claude. Uh, visits Archbishop Mosley and Father Silva and says he no longer denies the existence of Satan. Father Silva says the unholy has chosen his church and that's where he must do battle. It manifests itself during Holy Week to make an offering to Satan, someone who is pure and saintly. It will tempt Father Michael and he must resist, see the true face of the demon and kill it. The... This is tenuous at best because Millie is trying to like slut herself up to avoid the demon, yet Father Michael must be virtuous to like 
defeat it. So it's giving misogyny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, I mean, we'll get into it later, but her characterization is, of course, yet again, sexy baby. She's sexy a sexy baby. baby. Ugh. The sanctuary lamp is out. Tonight is the night. Father Silva says <laughs> to speak its true name, Desiderius. Also, like, clumsy metaphor. Okay, we get it. Desire. Okay, so here's where things get truly terrible. So buckle up. Oh, my goodness. And I didn't write a lot of this down because I was disturbed. So if, if there's anything you want to plug in, feel free to jump it. I also was like, I can't look. I have to look away. <laughs> Father yeah. Michael waits in the church. He's got his fancy robes on. Uh, the lady demon arrives in a black mesh number this time and approaches Father Michael. She appears as Millie and he struggles to resist, but eventually he throws her off. Okay. <laughs> she doubles over and groans. Smoke machine fog covers the room and she assumes her true demonic form but not before two small minions pop out of nowhere. And they're, like, muscular. They're definitely played by little people. Lizards. They're, like, muscular lizards with very shapely, shiny butts. And the skin is, like, super shiny. Uh, So the the two minions... They're very, like, fleshy. Very, that's the word, fleshy. Uh, it's like weird. sinewy and fleshy. So they crucify Father Michael and the unholy in its true form approaches him. So it's like a, if you think of just like a giant head, like a very big head with four. Two rows of fangs. Two rows of fangs. And then it has like four spindly legs and it moves really like slowly. They're No, they're like bulky. It's like short and like bulky legs. He's not like. <sighs> she's not like tall she's like and she's like humpbacked sort of it's like the least scary and most scary creature you could think of gross i can't even think about it so it's like yeah but i would say like a lot a mossy brown log with legs on it and fangs and it has these like swinging three swinging tits or ball sacks i think they're boobs they're tatties it's yeah and it's like when I saw pictures of it before I got to the end of it, I was like, this is so unscary. And then it, you see it and you're like, I, like, I don't want to look at it. It's like gross. It's like so gross. It's disturbing. Uh, so uh-huh. it approaches Father Michael. I'm not happy about what I'm about to say. Uh, it starts Ooh. licking blood off his bare leg. And I'm pretty sure. It's so gross. Like it's got this very long, thick, muscular pink tongue. It's slowly, slowly licking blood off of father's leg, and then it works its way up to his crotch. I think we can we can assume what happens under there. I don't wish to say it. Um, It's also like half the time he sees it as the like its true form, and then he sees it as he sees it as lady lady. demon. Uh, so then, uh, he starts having these like sexy hell visions of like ladies with big boobies being sacrificed and like other upsetting stuff as he like falls down a hell hole uh and fingernails finger i hate the fingernails tongue eating nipples Mm -hmm. there's like it's just it's a lot of body horror on top of each other yes uh so then it's like licking him and then it also Ah. slowly chokes him and the sexy hell visions continue 
And then, I feel like we're not explaining this as disgusting as it is. It's fucking disgusting. It's so fucking like, gross. I was like, ah! The whole time I was, like, covering my face and, like, ooh, I cringing. Mean, it's so bad. I know we're, like, to presume that this, like, weird mossy log shit fang creature gave him an oral, like, oral sex, but I just can't, like, handle that in my brain. Um... So Millie arrives and the creature like slowly lumbers towards her and it moves in a truly terrifying way. Like it's not, I'm not okay. Uh, It starts then licking Millie really, really slowly and Father Michael busts out of his crucifixion to finally fight his father. Final battle. Uh, The small minions explode, R.A.P. And then Father Michael speaks the demon's name and sends it to hell. Um, the creature and the, sorry, hell is a pit opens up in the floor of the church and this creature falls into it and goes like, whoa, whoa, and like spins around. (laughs) Yeah. It's sort of like, it's very funny. Um, Power Rangers-esque. Yes. So, uh, the creature has blinded Father Michael for whatever reason Then Millie leads him out of the church as a Virgin Mary statue weeps blood. And thankfully, um, it's over. We survived. Okay. So my question is, is the unholy inside this evil Mother Mary statue? Right? That's what I thought. That's what I got from They did make quite a deal of this Mother Mary statue. When we see... The father Dennis die. We see her. Like we see her. Like Millie is obsessed with her. Um, Millie's obsessed with her. Kisses her hand. That's another reason why I was like Millie's evil. I was convinced of it. Uh, And then uh, when uh, when Claude comes back, Claude, uh, he comes up. He's like, I know it's her, and I think he's referring to the statue of Mary. Yeah. And then when he approaches it, that's when his eyeballs bleed and his face cracks open and he vomits tomato sauce. And then, (laughs) and then at the end, we're like, oh, she's still here. Like, she's bleeding, she's crying blood, but she's still around. That's what I thought. I didn't care that much. But yeah, I'm down for that theory. (laughs) I am so confused. It's the most confusing movie in the world. Um, Yeah, so this movie... Hates women a lot. Um, Uh, So it hinges on this patriarchal Christian belief that men are not responsible for their behavior towards women in the presence of women when they are tempting. Um, Hot and horny. Yeah. Yeah. So in the Christian religion, women bear the responsibility for the way men behave towards them because if they dress in a certain way or speak in a certain way, they're asking for it. And this actually happened to me. A lady told me I had to stop wearing short skirts because boys couldn't be trusted around me at church. Isn't that gross? That's up? disgusting. It's like not, 14. I mean, yeah, it's in the Christian religion, but it's also in America. Uh, little girls are responsible for um, the way that boys perceive them, regardless. Like, they're just existing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've got a lot of ladies that we need to talk about here. Um, we can start with the unholy, our lady demon. Um, she, nipple demon. She's a nipple demon. 
Uh, so she's hypersexualized. She has a lot of makeup on. She has red nails and her breasts are always visible in whatever she's wearing. Um, so this is like definitely a like fantastical male vision of what like a sexually active woman is looking like who like tempts men. Like I feel like the coating of like red hail red nails and red lipstick is just like this really strange cultural phenomenon where it's like red is the color of slut or something. Uh, <laughs> then an interest <sighs> yeah. another character is the hotel manager. Um she only has one line where she's like, Hey, I really don't want anyone to die in my hotel tonight. Mm. And then uh Lieutenant Stern is there and he's like shut up and let the men work or something like that like yeah so she's coded as the sort of like shrew that can't handle herself or her position and has to like cede control to um the men in this room because she's hysterical um teresa is sort of this like protective magical black caretaker she takes care Mm. of Father Michael and Millie, and she's not being paid to take care of Millie. Millie just showed up. Uh, uh, she cooks for Right, him. and she says herself that she um, is responsible for taking care of, quote, everything. She takes care of everything. I mean, I'm not sure what Father Michael is Unfair. doing, to be honest. It seems like he's just having sexy, weird dreams and going to talk to Luke because he can't get his shit together. And Teresa's, like, running the show. Uh, yeah, so she cooks, like, she takes care of Francis. Takes care of Francis. She ends up taking care of Millie. Uh, and she is like the person that sort of like guides them along in their narrative while having no character building herself. And then Millie uh, has a very classist coding. She's uh, poor. Uh, and her mm. poor, her poorness and her position in life is a direct result of her being a sexual assault survivor as a child. Um, and then this causes her to go insane and she's saved by like religion and the patriarchy. What am I um, missing? She should have stayed in the hospital. Like going to the church isn't going to fix. Um, yeah. Church does not enough, equal hospital. You know, um, she needed like mental health care. Uh, and she should have stayed far, far away from religion. I don't, that's like the last thing she needs. She's like very susceptible to like male influence and manipulation. Um, and like, isn't completely sure of reality. I think she's like definitely losing touch with reality. And father Michael is not supporting her in a holistic way. That's like seeing to her mental health needs. He's like clothing her, giving her a place to stay, feeding her, but he's also like indulging some really, like dangerous mental health patterns and involving her in his shit when that's like not your job to do that and he's he's also like um like giving her a way to be codependent like she went she instead of like she bounced giving her the tools she needs to yeah yeah to be self-sufficient she's going from luke to him directly and then when he you know battles this sex demon He's blind and then presumably needs her care. They leave together. Um, he asks her to help him leave the place. So then they're like further conflating themselves and making themselves codependent on each other instead of her working on her own mental health issues stemming from an abuse she suffered at a young age. Uh, that is like still yeah. prevalent in her life. Obviously. 
Another facet of Millie is that she must be a virgin to be, like, sort of worthy of being this final girl that supports and helps Father Michael. So, like, yeah, he didn't take any other people under his wing that were working in the club, but because Millie is young, virginal, white, blonde, she's, like, worthy of these attentions. Uh, And she's worthy of being, like, saved and redeemed because she's quote, never let any man touch her. Yeah, she's a baby. Uh, She's, like, crying a lot. She, like, comes running to him. She's, like, sexy baby. She tempts him several times. It's gross. It's, uh, she doesn't know. Like, we know that she ran away from home and that she works at the sex club, but, like, we don't see her do anything She's, like, helping Teresa clean at some points, but mostly just, like, kissing the hands of a Virgin Mary. She's, like, has this weird, like, innocence, even though she's, like, 25 years old, um, like, the innocence of, like, a 14-year-old child. It also seems like the person that gave her the most healthy living arrangement and autonomy in her life was actually Luke. Was Luke. But Luke is coded as bad because he is tangentially involved with, like, some not real version of Satanism. So yeah, Luke is actually Which is a really, really just like it's confusing. Yeah, I think like Satanism, of course, gets like a bad uh representation in this movie, and that like anything outside of Catholicism or Christianity is like a, a life of a sinner. So like he uh, runs a sex club, took this like young woman who came to him who has needs, did not like push himself on her, didn't pursue her in like a romantic sexual way, gave her a job, help her, helped her get on her feet for her to like accuse him of sexual assault and abuse and like claiming that he's trying to hold her down. But and, then like, he also her from leaving. He also doesn't falter for that. He's like, I'm pretty sure you're just sick and you need help. And this yeah. the church is possibly making you less like mentally well. So you should leave. And he just wants to help her. Like, he's like, I don't think, I think you need to leave this place, which is true. She should have left. And then all of that, like, because he owns a sex club, because he's, like, at fake stabbing someone and fake murdering people for, like, a magic show, he gets, like, murdered and hung upside down on a crucifix. I would go to that show. It looked fun. Look fun. They also just, like, they're obviously not doing anything illegal because they just, like, let anybody in this club. Like, yeah. the priest just waltzes in and is like, hello. I'm a man of God. Like, it's not... And he gets accused of everything because he lives in this, like, alternative lifestyle, this outside of the societal when norm. When he's actually... Religion and Christianity. Apathetic to both, like, Christianity and Satanism. He's like, hey, I'm trying to make a living and, like, have my... I gotta afford my bolo ties somehow. Okay. Right. I, ha- I need more marble for <laughs> my bathroom. Um... And yeah, like he might be a capitalist. He might be like concerned about money and like he is, he tried to use Father Dennis in order to like get an exorcism to go on at his apartment or club or whatever. It also seems like he's supporting a lot of people though. Runaways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I forgive Luke for. He got a bad dream. Whatever. Like. He, they gave it did him... kind of scar me because he's the dad from Boy Meets World. Yeah, but I think he'll be okay. He's not a bad character. Just take, yeah. do a little soul bleach, you know? Some Great British Bake Off or something. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, like, we probably need to talk about anti-black racism in this movie. Hey! God, there's so much. We, like, yeah, we touched on Teresa being, like, the magical black woman who has to save white people, but it's also... Father Michael is a white priest in a mostly black mostly congregation, black congregation in New Orleans. And um, they put a lot of emphasis on like the choral singing, which is mm-hmm. a, like it's not the most damaging stereotype, but I think like the relationship of black Americans to their church congregations is like. A more community-based like social interaction than it is for white people engaging with Christianity so plopping a bunch of like you know black actors in this white nameless par- faceless, like nameless faceless yeah. black actors in this white parish like kind of strips them of the, like the community that they've built in like you know church congregations as a result of like protecting their communities from white supremacy so it was bad and they're only tools to show us that like father michael is a good person and a good priest and, and like can i think we're supposed to be like oh he has a flock of misfortunate or like less fortunate people yeah because they're black so they're coded as less than you know needing support like needing the assistance and white saviorism of father michael right and and like the addition of abby this like magical again a magical priestess um who knows everything who's like a seer um has to help luke understand that like he she knows that he didn't touch Millie she knows what's going on at the church and then she's like traumatized by what she sees and it he just leaves clumsy. her there. it felt unnecessary I did like that she had a white I liked worker, her wig too a white caretaker her name was like Janice or something I don't let's remember, call it but... Janice yeah I think yeah you came into a black woman's space uh traumatized her seems like you left without paying uh and then you get her absolution. She says, I know you didn't do it. Like, I know you're innocent. You mm-hmm. bring, like, literally, literal evil into her space and then traumatize her and leave. But, like, with no consequences. I mean, he does later get murdered. But he does They feel like unrelated um, incidents. <laughs> I just, like, yeah, it just didn't, like, it didn't seem necessary to characterize a black woman in that way like for no reason it like it didn't really add anything to the plot she didn't like really further the plot along we already kind of knew what was going on it was really yeah just like to she was only a tool to absolve a white man of like yeah. so that we knew that he wasn't involved in the satanism and the murders and the rape which so. i already was like luke's okay we didn't need yeah, didn't. like you know to put the absolution of luke on like the responsibility of a black person like you don't need to do that we were already doing that with Teresa like she's already in charge of like taking care of two grown people who should be able to take care of themselves like Like, you can't feed yourself father Michael they didn't teach you that in seminary it's bullshit that like she lives at the church. She lives with Father Michael. We know nothing about her. Nothing. Does she have a family? She does, does she have, have partner? Cool does she? Overalls. She's got cool overalls. She's always seen in work clothing. She has a bandana. She has overalls. Or like, in like extremely modest church clothing. 
church and when we see her like taking communion from father michael she always gives a sort of like knowing you know caretaker like wink wink. it's just who is Teresa? unfair who is abby who are any of like the black people who make up a majority of new orleans like population hey instead we're focusing on like one white priest and his like journey with satanism and his fucking dick getting wet i don't know he gets his dick wet a lot for someone that's supposed to be virginal that's definitely true right i don't know it's also like catholicism is so weird as a a person who's raised in a catholic home in like a sort of half like loose catholic home is like it's just like the idea of priests is so weird of like this um absolute celibacy is like doesn't make any sense like as a human like they can't fuck anything and then like everybody knows that priests are criminals and assaulters and abusers and the church just protects them because they have unlimited resources unlimited money it's fucking shit it's bullcrap I mean, it doesn't seem sustainable, and yet it has sustained for this long. It has sustained centuries and centuries. Uh, Gross. It's disgusting. And yeah, we get another treatment of it, of like a a really hot guy has to like, you know, resist temptation because all ladies want to fuck him. I don't know. It's dumb. It seems dumb. It does seem dumb. And uh, yeah, I feel like... Millie was the most confusing character and like basically we're just supposed to know that she's like a virgin that seems slutty and that's her whole thing. Sexy baby. Yay! Well, anything Uh, else to say? I gotta eat dinner and go to bed, my friend. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, um, I think next, the, in the story, the following Easter, another priest dies because of boobs. And that's all you're because saying. Because of boobs, boobs. Be evil. Yeah. If you are not the kind of priest man that can handle some lady boobs, then maybe you shouldn't be a community leader. Okay. Uh, I said it I will here. Say we, we heard it here first, folks. I think this movie compared to Jason X, which we just did, is way more racist, way more misogynist. Um. Way less fun. But probably. Way less fun. Yeah, I did kind of still like it. But, like, making an uh, the Virgin Mary evil, making this sex demon, like, a lady with big tits and little nipples, so it's just, like, overt misogyny. It was Making wild, all the black yeah. people in this movie in servitude to white people, so, so racist. racist. Also, very few women, for example, we have... The demon herself, demon in the credits. Um, the housekeeper that brings um, Archbishop Mosley tea, housekeeper. The hotel housekeeper. manager, hotel manager. Hotel manager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the young nun, young nun. So the Duh. women in this movie that do get um, names are Millie. Uh, Teresa, Abby, and her assistant, who is not Janice, but is Lucille. Lucille. Sorry, my bad. But, yeah, a lot of ladies not getting their characters named in this very weird flick by Camilo Vila, who I think maybe just did this. I'm not sure. Uh, Yeah, he's Cuban. He's 
second generation American. Uh, he's, you know, been doing some stuff here and there. Um, well, we'll leave you with a fun fact. This might just be fun for me, but Ruben Rabasa, the char- uh, the actor that plays Father Dennis, I was like, where do I know him from? And where I know him from is the uh, sketch comedy show, I Think You Should Leave, by Tim Robinson. Have you ever seen this, Rebecca? No. So he plays a focus group member that basically leads like a <laughs> mini insurrection in the focus group and gets everyone to turn on this like one focus group member and he was like basically his whole thing was like if i am able to like flip this bottle cap or something you have to marry your mother-in-law and so he gets what (laughs) it's like a it's a joke so he gets everyone in the focus group to like heckle this one member and be like you have to marry your mother-in-law and uh oh my god it's really funny If, if you're an i think you should leave fan out there We'll probably get along because I like weird comedy. Nice. But it's definitely a stark uh, contrast to Father Dennis. <laughs> but it was really. <laughs> I, I was, was gonna like, say. What? How do I know that guy? Uh, what would you like to fuck this week, my friend? Fuck racism. Yeah. Fuck white saviorism. Fuck both those misogyny. things. Definitely fuck the Catholic Church. Fuck. Catholicism in general. I, oof, gosh, yeah. Fuck the sexy um, baby trope for sure. Fuck sexy babies. Fuck evil sluts. Um, fuck, fuck the magical Father Michael and then like black Nancy. person trope. Yeah, definitely yeah. fuck. Sorry, I don't know. I'm burping so much. Um, <laughs> fuck Father Michael in a nice way. Hot the original hot priest. Tm hot priest trope love it finish that finish that face father michael just 25 percent more chiseling and we're good to go all right dude Um, so um i forgot to use our sign off in the last uh bonus episode Wait, where can they find us though why do i always forget this it's like i don't want people to find us uh find us please help us so at Spooky Succubus underscore cast on Instagram that has the link tree to all the stuffs. I say this every week, but we really need to sit down and fix our Patreon levels so that we can get Yeah. We can get people like things they deserve at the level they're Stuff. paying for. Uh yeah. Um, and um that's it. Um stay ugly and get fucked. Stay ugly, get fucked. Get fucked! Yeah. Alright, bye bye. Okay.